Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Private equity firms are fueling a physician practice buying frenzy that's only heated up over the last year, with just about half of practices now owned by hospitals or other companies. Today's episode of GIST Healthcare Daily is the first of a three-part series about PE's impact on the market. It's Monday, October 11th, and I'm Alex Olkin with GIST Healthcare Daily, where I get the headlines in health business and policy news in under 10 minutes. If you like the podcast, please leave us a rating or a review. It helps other listeners find the show. A surprising statistic reveals the scale of physician practice acquisition. 70% of doctors now work for a hospital, insurance company, or investor-owned entity. This is according to a report from the Physicians Advocacy Institute and consulting firm Avalier Health. The report chronicles practice acquisitions between January 2019 and 2021. And what's so remarkable is that the majority of the physicians that were acquired over that time now work for corporate entities, meaning insurers, disruptors, or investor-owned entities, including private equity firms. Growth rates in the corporate sector dwarfed the typical physician employer, health systems, increasing a whopping 38% over the past two years. That compares with a 5% increase for hospitals. Here's Dr. Lisa Belomovich, president and co-founder of GIST Healthcare. There is a huge amount of investor activity that has re-entered the market to roll up smaller practices, specialty practices, and we're starting to hear tons of chatter, you know, that in some ways is bringing me back to conversations that we had in, say, 2005. You know, do I need to joint venture with my orthopedic surgeons because they're getting a knock on the door from an investment firm who, you know, wants to help them build an ambulatory surgery center? Uh, The market's really hot. What's pushing physicians to sell? Lisa says the big volume drops and unpredictability over the last two years during COVID are definitely a factor. Similar to uh, health system merger activity, I think doctors are looking back over the past year and saying, wow, if I have to do this again, maybe you know I don't want to be alone and I'm questioning the viability of my independent practice. But there were a whole host of market forces that were already pushing physician practices, small and large, toward aligning with someone bigger. You know, think about the generational transition of baby boomer owners who are now looking to retire and exit the practice. You know, so you have that coming together with the stress that COVID brought to doctors across the country. And I think it's really shaping up for much more activity than we saw last year. 
Anthony DeRedita, principal of TrustWorks Collective, which works with physicians and health systems to align interests, is seeing this play out on the ground. Instead of the traditional retirement path of selling a practice to a younger physician over a period of time, some older doctors are so enticed by the dollars offered by investment firms. Clearly, the, the senior physicians that are often in the more influential or ownership positions are driving the transactions. Um, what's happening is the offers that are being made from the external acquirer are multiples beyond, which could otherwise be afforded by the firm or the, or the partners within the firm. And so it's driving a decision to do something that traditionally would not have been done. And so it's bringing everybody along in that, in that transaction to be able to accommodate that larger payout for those retiring physicians. Anthony says he's seen this divide groups as older physicians look for an exit and their younger counterparts are not interested in going to work for a private equity firm. I have larger specialty groups that have been approached by private equity firms where the group has decided collectively not to go forward with the transaction, but the senior physicians left the group for a role in a PE partnership with the same PE firm, looking forward to the next liquidation event. Over his career, Anthony has worked with private equity firms, physician groups, insurers, and health systems. From the physician's perspective, Anthony says these deals, which are often consolidating practices, allow the practice to gain clout in the market. So we gain a lot of strategic leverage and we become a differently positioned strategic partner just because of our scale and what we can do. We also have more patients, so we have more clinical opportunities in terms of ancillary and downstream services that we can keep within our group that are all revenue generating as well as care coordination opportunities. And then lastly, I think it allows us to um, advance innovation, which is probably a little bit more difficult for smaller groups. So we can innovate around telehealth and chat services and those types of newer digital services. In the flurry of healthcare deal activity over the last year, several players like insurers have acquired large practices. United Health Group's care delivery subsidiary Optum acquired a Boston-based group of more than 700 physicians. But private equity firms are fueling a majority of the transactions. At least by one analysis by law firm Bass, Barry & Sims, PE investment accounted for 63% of physician practice deals in the first half of 2021 the number and scale of the players and capital being advanced is larger is an in, and is increasing with time. Um, and proportionately, the level of disruption that's being caused by the entities that are entering the space seems to be more material. I continue to be surprised by the, the, the increase in the multiples that are being applied to EBITDA. We're seeing higher multiples on the specialty and the facility side. It's common for them to be above 10, um, 12, maybe focusing 15, certainly 17 is the highest I've heard in a long time. Anthony says the value is in the roll-up. 
Typically, PE firms look for a platform practice, a reputable large practice in a market, and then make smaller add-on acquisitions. Several of the recent deals have been these types of add-ons. For example, one of the country's largest gastroenterology groups, PE-backed GI Alliance, is based near Dallas, Texas. Recently, it expanded through buying practices in San Antonio and Lubbock, Texas, as well as Oklahoma and Arkansas, and now operates in 10 states. I think the value to the private equity partner is different than what we would think in terms of the underlying value that's supporting the transaction. The value to the private equity partner is in the ability to continue and grow the platform that they're acquiring at a rate of 15 and 20%, often through pure expansion, not through an innovative or a change to the underlying business model. That's what's creating the continued interest, as well as there's a tremendous amount of capital. And so the ability to find firms to do the second round or the third round um, is still there. Part of the deal is that physicians could get multiple paydays. Anthony gave me just one example of how valuable these second and third round deals are. He referred to a multi-specialty practice with over 300 doctors. I recently just spoke to somebody, large group. It, uh, that did a formed a PE partnership about five years ago. This was their first re-up, recapitalization. Uh, they traded out partners at a 17X um, and the deal was over 750 million. So the amount of dollars that are being invested are tremendous. PE investment in ophthalmology and dermatology hasn't really been much of a concern to hospitals because so much of these specialties are outpatient or office-based, and they aren't the health system's core service lines. But as PE firms get into specialties like gastroenterology and orthopedics, the competition increases as these groups are capitalizing on the outpatient shift to do more procedures in ambulatory surgery centers. The competition on the ground is really aggressive. And health systems are losing. It's because they're limited in how much they can pay for physician practices because of laws that are meant to prevent them from paying for a referral stream. I've been personally involved in several transactions that seemed to make perfect sense for the health system um, and was a very attractive venture that the health system wanted to pursue and would pursue, but for the fact they had a regulatory guardrail um, on how much they could actually pay for the practice under the current fair market value. Um, regulations. And so they were prohibited from going forward with the transaction. They were literally outbid um, and they were outbid because they hit the constraint that's imposed by them by the regulatory framework that's not imposed on certain other buyers that we're seeing now, insurance companies or other commercial um, corporate type players that are coming in that are all PE backed, most of them. Anthony says all of these physician practice acquisitions are giving him a bit of deja vu. In many respects, what we're experiencing today feels like a replay of what we experienced in the 90s. Um, And it will be uh, very interesting and practices should be cautious um, about where the long-term implications are of introducing um, not only a private equity partner in capital, but also debt um, and to how that introduction is actually changing. Um, if it is their underlying business um, in a way that's going to make them a long-term, more valuable enterprise in the market. On next Monday's episode, we'll go all the way back to the 90s and take a look at how we got here. 
Thanks for listening to GIST Healthcare Daily. I'm Alex Olkin. You can check out more insights on healthcare business and policy news on GISTHealthcare.com. GIST Healthcare Daily is an independent production of GIST Healthcare. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM.